What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Ringside Chatter. I am Shadow, alongside, as always, Dusty. Tonight, we don't have Scals, but we have probably the better team from New York's biggest fan, which is Kim. Welcome on. How are you? What's up, guys? Hey. So, how was your guys' week this week with your hockey teams? Not horrible. Um. <laughs> uh, Games I can go into, uh, pro- I mean, not horrible in the win column aspect. We won against Florida in regulation. We beat Carolina in overtime. We just lost against New Jersey this past week uh, in the last, like, seconds. <laughs> but, hey, so, otherwise, fan. two wins, one loss going from this week. As a Leaf fan, we appreciate any team that beats teams in our division, so. Yeah. Dusty, yeah, I mean, was, uh... Yeah, Florida, like, I was kind of kind of shocked, but I we played well against them, but third periods are another story about the Islanders. Third period leads. Yeah. Safe. It's 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 not it's just it's coaching. Coaching with because um I think in the last 13, 14, like I, I even more than that, we've had leads, we've had one goal leads or two goal leads going into the third period. Nine of them, we have blown leads in the third period, resulting in a loss. Uh, I think 12 or 13, we, you know, like, add four or five on top of that. We've blown the lead in the third, but are still able to win. So this has been a huge problem with the New York Islanders. I mean, you don't have to tell us about blowing third period leads. We, we, we've been through years of that. It's been tough. It's been really tough. So, yeah, Dusty, you watched... Yeah, that's week's been with the Leafs, eh? Well, I mean, me and you last week said that they they weren't even going to get a, a win this week. It was going to come in overtime. Yeah. And oh. yeah, pretty much. That Florida game was crazy. Like I don't, I don't know. That that double tap alone was just. I, I that was. Fucking, we, it's not the yeah. first time we've seen it, though. Actually, it was last time. I think it was Toronto that was the culprit on that because Toronto thought they won against the Penguins. The last team to do that in Toronto actually double tapped and Penguins won in shootout. I don't think it was Toronto. I think it was the Rangers and Penguins. I remember. My wife's the huge. Yeah, I think it was the Rangers. Was it Rangers? I thought it was Toronto. No, I was. I think someone. I think someone else did. And they said it was the Rangers. It was the Rangers. Okay. That is. It's. It's not something you see a whole lot. Like all the players go into the dressing room and they all come back out. Everyone left. I remember there was Penguins fans who like left the arena and they're like they came out with their phones like we won. Yeah. Right, it's, it's, it's yeah. a crazy circumstance, and I guess Florida fans on, on Twitter were just having a shit fit about it, saying that we were conspiring against them. We thought we lost. No, we were ready to a, leave it the was ice a double too. Hit. Yeah, it was definitely a double hit. It was a hundred percent a double hit. I don't yeah. know how you can fight against that. Well, and la- last Paul Maurice was, doesn't uh, like the rules being called. <laughs> Yeah, you got to give it to fit. Sometimes officiating with the replays, you're like, yeah, okay, I see it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. there's the other half where you're like, what the? You're then like- there's Paul Maurice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> officiating is a whole other topic with this league. Like, it's some nights you get, they're calling every single call, and then the other nights they're missing blatant calls right in front the of them. And calling everyone on the ice with 10 minute misconduct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. This is that. What the? I remember waking up and seeing that, and going, "What the hell?" <laughs> I didn't even understand the context. And conduct like, everyone on the ice. Fucking Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> you get ten minutes. Ninety. It was like what was it like? Ninety-nine penalty minutes. Yeah, over a hundred. It was over a hundred penalty minutes in just the third period or something like that. Jesus Christ! What was the circumstances behind that? Because I missed it. Like I woke up just full, like, man, like, like what is happening? Out, like line brawl on the ice. Yeah, Ottawa was getting blown out by Florida. That was the night before they played Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're getting blown out. I think it was like five nothing. And the Kachuk brothers were at each other. Even like, and... that's just so wrong because you know what? At that point, the the refs have lost the game. They've lost you know officiating the game. They haven't done you know their part to where and then frustrations rise and you could tell the officials lost the game in their way to fix that is to penalize everybody like that i don't yeah. that's so stupid. I, I see that a lot and that's from officiating right now like I, I mentioned games this. get out of hand and then the refs go oh we got we let this game get out of hand now we gotta control it 
That's not controlling it. A couple yeah. episodes, we talked about officiating, and I brought up minor league hockey, which my son plays in. And, you know, I, I watched these progression, and the refs don't call shit right from the beginning. The games get out of hand, even with kids. Mm-hmm. And I've seen my fa- my kid cleanly laid out a kid last week, and there was no call. And I'm going, what? why isn't there a call? Like, my kid should have been penalized. And I made that point clear to him when he got off the ice. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it was clean, refs- though, like. Oh, it was super clean, but but at their age, or at least where he's playing, body contact is a penalty. I got it. So, so. he should have got a penalty. Well, it was super clean, though. I was super proud of the hit, but at the same time, I got to be an asshole about it. Yeah, because so, I was like, I was like in soccer, like we didn't get penalized as long as it was clean. So being a dad, so you know, being a dad with your kids in hockey, and do you believe contact should be brought up? right away with kids right when they start skating right when they're starting allow contact the entire time i played in my life it was contact right from right from when we actually started playing games like well that, and it was only and I, I, feel, I had this discussion today it was only taken yeah. out uh nine years ago because hockey canada decided it wasn't in there because kids weren't hitting properly oh man no it was i wasn't allowed to hit until i think it was i was like 11 i think they make it so you contact. think about it. Keep. I played rep my or, or however you want to look at yeah. it. I played rep my entire life. I didn't play no house leagues and stuff like that. So we were allowed to hit right from the get go. Mm-hmm. I also grew up out west. Yeah. Well, I grew up playing you no know, house league, church league, whatever you want to call it. I was a plug and wasn't good enough for any of that. But like, anyway, they allow you to like contact at like I think it was like 12, 13 years old. It's like yeah, that's a great time to allow contact when you know kids are becoming I, teenagers and just want to fucking learn to kill sad, each other now i had a sad father moment today <laughs> talking related yeah. i'm back from practice and I, I told my kid i'm like you know it's really hard to admit this but you've 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 become a better hockey player than i ever was <laughs> keep in mind the game has changed but not enough where it, it's relevant to make that comment. But I was the guy that beat up the players like you. You've got, you're so much better than me, period. That was my job. I just beat up everybody. I try to hit people, but I would just bounce off them because I was so small. I, I was different. I played soccer growing up, but I was the enforcer on my team. Like if you so, you ha- you did anything with my girls, like I I I, I, I women's soccer is insane. So we soccer girls are crazy. I put it in my back pocket, and yeah. I was coming for you. But we know what enforcer. That's soccer are. girls are crazy. What's an enforcer though. in soccer? What's yeah. up? What's an enforcer look like in soccer? We know what it looks like in hockey. It's just basically well, they're throwing I elbows and shit. In my back pocket, you know, there was Ooh. shit. Even like there was one. I'll give you an example. There was one game. And I was sitting on the bench, actually, and this girl just, like, full-on, like, football tackled my, when my right mid. And I yelled at her. I'm like, wrong type of football. And I, she goes, she goes, I, she's like, I'm just playing. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm coming for you. Like, she got penalized on it. So I fucking, I ran at her when I saw her have the, like, in possession. And, like, what fo- good contact is you have to keep your arm in, you know, shoulder-wise, things like that. You know, usual. And I just, boom, I, like destroyed her onto the ground i went i'm just playing <laughs> like i would that just tell me it, it's like basically if you started shit i ended it it was <laughs> that yeah. that's an enforcer in soccer but like it it was so different like you know people say you know soccer and it's so true like professional soccer that you see them like falling left and right trying to get the calls and things like that but a lot of like the the actual sh- soccer that you play growing up and things like that, that's not a thing. Like, that's absolutely not a thing. I've seen, because uh, my coach had a boys and girls team. Sometimes we'd stay after because we all went to the same school and shit. Uh, we'd watch, like, the guys play after we played a game or something. And, like, full-out brawls would happen on the field sometimes. <laughs> like, I, you see guys pulling off jerseys and shit and, like, going I always grew up with the mentality of calling soccer players grass fairies, and that was just the way it was. I was a professional player. soccer players, yes, <laughs> yes, professional, yes. In like when you're growing up and actually playing, nah, like it, 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 it some like 
there's none really no one like does it and if if anyone you see doing it like you see purposely falling you like gave them shit like you gave them so much shit like right and even in minor hockey i get my kids shit all the time he gets bumped and he falls like get up yeah You're you're not like that get up I remember as a little kid, my mom coming to me. She's like, listen, you don't stay down unless you are really, truly hurt. And I was like, okay, mom. Like, I was like, like, Dusty knows this. My oldest son, who I'm referring to most of the time when we're talking, he literally broke his leg on the ice last year. Playing. Kid made captain this year and is the hardest working player on his team. Like, he came back even better this year. God damn. Scary, but it's fun to watch him again. It's fun to watch. <laughs> Got the mascot. So I'm just gonna ask before I get really diving into conversation more about this week in hockey and just in general this season. I know that you're a big Robin Leonard fan. How'd that come to be? <laughs> la la. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've Robin seen videos Leonard. of you and him, and I mean it's great, and I love it. But yeah, wh- no, wh- where'd that love- come from? Uh, with Robin Leonard, uh, he came to us in the eighteen nineteen season. I was in my second year of college. Um, and everyone knows about Robin Leonard's story. Um, that season, he decided to open up and share his problems with alcoholism and plus being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And his his um, article was just like so touching that I I immediately loved him. I immediately loved that he was strong enough to tell his story to us. He felt comfortable doing with us, especially on a new team. You know, there was no pressure on him, in my opinion, because I never gave shit to our goaltenders. That year before, I believe we had we had Thomas Grice and we had Yaroslav, Yaroslav Halak. And they were getting 40 to 50 shots per night, like these guys. And I never gave it on our goaltenders. You're taking 40 to 50 shots per night. It's not on you. It's on your defense. It's just not a problem right now. Um, but then Barry Trotz came in. We helped the defensive system. He became a Jennings Trophy winner with Grice that next season. I said, see, it's not the goaltenders because they were getting wrecked. So I was, I didn't really have any pressure on him. I didn't really know much about him from Buffalo, to be honest. Uh, I was kind of looking into I was asking Buffalo fans. And it was so funny because Buffalo fans to me were like, enjoy him. He sucks. He sucks. Nah, nah, nah. I'm like, Okay. Meanwhile, he ripped it up with us uh, on Long Island. I think truly because he was getting the mental help he needed too. But that same year, I had personal issues going on with me. And they didn't escalate until that year where I ended up going to the emergency room. And they diagnosed me with epilepsy. And I had no idea I was having seizures. Like, I thought it was something just something little. Like, maybe I'm low on a vitamin or something. And they, they when they diagnosed me, it was like, like, what? You're joking, right? And they're like, no. You've, you've been having seizures the whole life. You just didn't know it. Um, they've escalated now to full, like, grand mal seizures. Um, but I've been on uh, medication now. And I haven't had a seizure in over a year. If anything, I'm just having like tiny focal seizures now. Um, seeing my neurologist soon, but it was kind of a slap in the face to me. I was in nursing school at the time. It was a lot to take in. Uh, new medications too. Getting used to new medications. Oh my god, it was so much for me to handle, and I felt very overwhelmed. And so, I don't know if it popped up on my timeline or just someone shared it again, but I reread. Leonard's story about being diagnosed and it was like it clicked even like it just clicked even more because I am in the same situation like I felt the same situation the latent life diagnosis kind of thing mm-hmm. and it I started crying on my my college dorm room bed I remember crying and going like I understand him more like I'm so glad he wrote this because I don't feel alone like feeling like this and that's when I, I was like Every week when Periscope was the thing, I was saying, oh, I need a letter jersey. I wish I could. I need a letter jersey. And my grandparents came to pick me up because I wasn't allowed to drive. New epilepsy. You're not allowed to drive. Um, they <coughs> came to pick me up to take me to my neurologist appointment and they handed me a package. And I was like, looked at them. I was like, what the hell is this? They're like, just open it. Just open it. And my grandma and my grandpa surprised me with 
a Robin Leonard jersey, which is the one hanging up right behind me back here. I remember, I remember that, like, don't remember the complete day, but I remember that post that you made and you were pretty emotional about it. Look, because he became kind of like my hero. He became a reason to keep strong. And I like, so I literally started, I literally wore it to the, the my appointment too. Um, and Robin Leonard literally retweeted it, like hearted it. He reached out to me and I, it, it's a moment I will never forget in my life. And he reached out to me. He's like, if you ever need somebody, I am here for you. And he did that with multiple fans. So many fans. He, he even reached out to me. There was a fan we had on Twitter who actually was like posted a photo and he like wanted to commit suicide. And Robin reached out to me and he goes, do you know their number? I, I want to text them. He goes, wow. I, I really want to text them and help them out. And we were all like trying to band together to help him. And Robin actually was able to get his contact and talk with him um, and things like that. The way he cares about other people was so like meant so much to me. And so that's why I flew out to Chicago. That's when I got to meet him in Chicago. The last thing I know, I get a call. Robin wants to meet you. I was like, <laughs> ran back to the United Center. I was sweating. <laughs> I, I no care wow. in the world. I ran back to that arena. And that's uh, the video you see of me hugging Robin Leonard. And that's a moment in my life. I, I You don't see on camera was after you know all of it saying hi and things like that he like got down to my level put both of his hands on my shoulders and we had a one-to-one -one talk of you know how are you feeling what are you going through just to let you know like this is how you know what i went through and we had like a heart-to-heart -heart talk and i just will never forget that as long as i live it's always it's definitely nice to see you know yes they make millions of dollars some don't some do you know, they're obviously in the best league in the world. They're playing at the highest professional level there is in hockey, other than the Olympic stage. And for them to come down to earth and just one-on-one -on -one with a casual fan. Well, like, it's, it's, it's stories like that, too, that like shows the human side of the players in the game because it, it gets so lost within the games and how fans get so into these games that they don't see the human element towards the players and how, you know, they can be struggling with these their own issues like we do. They're going through their own situations too. And, you know, yeah, and, exactly. You know, like we're nice like care, you know, personally yeah, us, us fans use like their games as an escape, right? Like it's that hockey yeah, at that point, not their escape for them. Even though right? mine like, have been more yeah. heart attacks every game day but but that's why you see the big panda behind me you see yeah. the, there's more pandas behind my snorlax uh and when my my grandmother passed away two years ago and like hit that was huge in my life because she was my everything she told me hockey um and i try to emulate her awesome for that. i tried i tried to emulate her every game he he even reached out to me after she, she that day she passed away, he he reached out to me. He goes, "I am so sorry to hear about your grandmother." He's like, "I'm wishing you your family lots of love and things like that." He he even reached out to me to, about he my is, grandmother. I might be wrong, but I don't think he's active anymore, right? He is retired. He he has been he's technically on LTIR because okay. he had that double hip surgery a year ago. Um, technically on LTIR, not officially retired. He's not made any. He's quietly retired, but maybe he comes back. Right? That's kind of the. It's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. I don't think but most looks, players it, come back. It's going to be hard to come back after a year and a half. It looks towards no retirement. Yeah. But nothing is official. And he ha he's had a online, like, a few financial struggles. And uh, honestly, I'm just... I just wishing him the best. I'm wishing... I'm hoping everything's okay with him and his family. That's all I hope for. When I hear stories like yours, I mean, I've never... Like, I know goalies that have played in the NHL. Or a goalie that's played in the NHL, um, but like I like I'm a huge Mark Andre fan. Like he's probably Flurry? one of the sweetest players. Flurry, hundred percent, of course, fucking course. You know, I'm not a Flurry who, fan. I think if you're not a Flurry fan in some capacity, there's mind aspires fans. There's something wrong with you. Like yeah. that guy is the most genuine soul on this planet. Like absolutely. And to see what the NHL just put him through in the last two weeks just annoys the shit out of me. I was literally thinking about that, too, with the, the his mask that he made for his family. I was so yeah. glad he said, fuck you, and just wore it. I mean, like, everyone was cheering. Everyone was cheering. 
Fleury's one of those faces, right? Like he's just the he's the face of the, the goalie at least. Mm-hmm. He's one you of know, the first I, names that pops into your head. You know, you, you said that, you know, you and Dusty both said that we don't look at these players and think they have their own issues. I'm a Leaf fan. Dusty's a Leaf fan. We're terrible when it comes to our players, man. Like we, there's players that don't want to play here because of the fan base. Because Careful. they don't want to read okay. their names. So, <laughs> so. It's also media. The problem too. There, it's it it is that, yeah. Fans. It's also the, the bad media. Like there's a lot of bad media in Toronto because you, the bigger, the more outlandish takes you're gonna get and there's some media that takes it too far um and there's you know that's the things about fan bases too there's you know it's not all fans not all no. toronto fans are horrible not and that goes for every freaking 32 fan base out there there's any sports team at all that take yeah. it too far and yeah. you know it looks bad on the whole fan base and there's majority there's for the most part like leaf fans are one of the biggest fan bases yeah, you guys are here. in the NHL. I, listen, so you're gonna have a lot more assholes for Leaf fans. Obviously. If not the biggest, I, I think Toronto is. Are they sure. the biggest? In my players? opinion, unbiasedly, Toronto is the mecca of hockey. Like it's just that way. Like that's the way it bubbles out. That's being unbiased. Like everything somehow comes back to us one way or another. Like yeah, no, I feel th- I feel that though. I agree with that. Especially, you, you have your operations center in Toronto, like things like that too. You know, Hockey Hall of Fame is in Toronto. Like it just like feels like very centered. The Hockey Hall of Fame is such a letdown if you've been there. It really is. I've like never it's, gone. it's great to see, but at the same time, it's in a basement. It's very small. I like, want to go this summer with my fiance. I, it's, well, it's if like you a... come up, you let me know, and I'll make my way down there. I'm outside the city, but I'd love to meet you in person. So. I, there's so many Toronto fans, like of my friends that I want to meet so bad. <laughs> just just don't, make sure you come up when it's not cold. But I mean, you're from the island, so, so it's, not, it's not that But I also want to go for a game, so it's kind of like... I do want to see one game there, even though it's insanely expensive. It's stupid yeah. expensive. I, know, I haven't been like, to a game in forever. Time. Dusty was just at one not too long ago. Yeah, I've been to two this year, and... One was like, okay, I haven't done, I haven't gone to a hockey game forever, so it was like I'm gonna spoil myself. It was pretty yeah, much at the top of the arena, payment and all that, you yeah. know, just to go. Yeah, it was like two hundred fifty dollars for a seat, and this is like way at the top of the three hundreds. So yeah. our our prices are insane. What do you guys typically pay? Let's say because I believe you're a season ticket holder. Yes, from my understanding. But if you're trying to go to a game and you're not one, what what's your prices like? So I know this because uh, my it's my grandfather who's been the season ticket holder since 1973. Um, but uh, after work, because I work 15 minutes from the arena, um, basically I he'll go. He has to go with somebody because someone has to help my grandfather into the arena. So he'll go with my mom. So if I'm working that day, I'll buy a third ticket to sit anywhere. So if you're looking like up top, I mean, it depends on the week. If it's a weekend, if it's a weekday, like if you're looking for like regular pricing, though, you can get up top usually like maybe like 20, 20 bucks. I wish I'd be going a lot more um, games. The other day, I got lower bowl like one hundred uh, row eight for like 40, 50 bucks. You know how much that would cost in Toronto? I know. That would cost like eight hundred dollars. That face value, like plus fees, it makes it like sixty. But I'm like, that's fine. still hundred percent better than anything we're paying. Oh, I know. Like, like, and that's what I like. At the Rock, it was so much cheaper. I got down low with my mom, like nine rows off the ice for like thirty bucks per ticket. Like it was, it was better than UBS. So like, that's why it's so lucky. Became... Go ahead, Dusty. I was, it's like say like other fan bases like that have that they're so lucky to be able to see their team. And you know what? And I get Ranger fans coming to Islanders games. I get it because Ranger fan tickets. I've done it because my fiance is a Rangers fan, and we paid out the fucking butt for. You're not Michigan supposed tickets. to date within the division. <laughs> well, it's too late now, bud. <laughs> but, um. I like we paid for tickets before and it's blocked by the chase bridge and we paid like a hundred and like like ninety dollars for these seats and I remember my fiance was so pissed but um I I get why ranger fans come to islanders games but like you just want to see a hockey game cool but just don't 
wear ranger shit. I mean, like, yeah, unless you're out. I understand why people wear. And it's always Rangers fans. They do it to Devils games. They do it to Anders games. If your if your team's not playing, don't don't wear it. Oh, like, Leaf fans are bad for doing that. Like Ranger fans are bad for doing it. And you know, some people literally have told me they're just asking for it. They want to do it because they want to get chirped. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's like your prerogative. Hey, some but, people are kinky. We don't kink shame around here, right? <laughs> but like, I, I I just don't get it. Like. If I, when I went with, like, my fiancé to a Rangers game, I just wore, like, regular street clothes. I didn't wear anything Islanders, because I don't want to, I'm not there to get my ass kicked. Like, (laughs) I'm there to enjoy hockey with him, because we want to enjoy a game together, not to start shit. Right. You're not going to be like, oh my god, he scored, yay! You're just going to be like, yeah, that's cool, good goal. Yeah, I'm I'm just, like, sitting there, like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) But that, uh, he's come to games, Islanders games with me, and he's just dressed in like a regular sweatshirt and like you know jeans and things like that. And you know we're respectful of one another. I mean, I'm a Leaf fan. I'm wearing a Ducks hat right now because these are one of the teams that made me fall in love with hockey. Like, yeah, no, you you can wear anything. I don't have a problem with that. Like, no, but I mean, there's fans that were like, well, you're not a fan of them. Maybe not this now. Is where I would find but... it acceptable. So let's say you're wearing a Rangers jersey to like an Islanders game, but on the back it says Gauthier. So if it's like a p- prior player and you're wearing like a Kyle Palmieri Devils jersey, like, okay, that's where I can find it acceptable. With that being asked, so if I come to an Islanders game wearing a JT Leafs jersey, am I going to get beat up? Yes. <laughs> because he's not currently playing on the team, and everyone knows what happened. <laughs> if you came to us wearing a Pierre Engvall Toronto jersey, I wouldn't give you shit. That's a very different skill level for one. Okay, but it's, I would give him shit for buying a Pierre Engvall jersey. Listen, he's Listen. two goals in the last two games, bud. I've met that he's six foot four of right? nothing. Like he, I know he, he doesn't use his pump. body at all. I find that he's so oh, lanky. He's it's so he frustrating. He's so lanky. He can, yeah. I've been able to beat he him can just lay times. guys out, and he chooses. It's not so to weird do though because he's so built. Like I feel like he could be a great hitter. He's jacked too. Like and that's what I'm saying. Why doesn't he hit? Yeah. <laughs> I find that like the guy is jacked as fuck, and he. I will say. He's been doing great with Palmieri and Nelson, bro. Like, that was such a weird contract you guys gave him, too, though. I don't know about that. But it was like I seven years, 2.47 million, I that think it was. Or something fucking like Lamarello, bro. All right, so let, let's segue into that conversation. Thoughts on Lou? Because we, I thought he did great here, for the most part. He uh, did what he had to do to build that team. Uh, but he was still I... very, eh. So I am grateful for him for the start of changing things around when we desperately needed it. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm very happy that he, you know, put in, got like how he got our coaching, how he got, especially goaltending coaching. Mitch Gordon, Pierre Greco, by the way, Leonard told me Pierre Greco is like the guru. He is the guru that makes like those goalies, you know, come through. But I'll hand that um, over to Shanahan. We'll let him know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> He's like he was able to get those things instilled for us. He put a lot of, I feel like he put a lot of respect back in the franchise that was missing. He got us back on our feet, so I'm thankful to him for that. But I feel like there's, it's come a time where it's he's he's not what we're he's not what we're needing right now. We need someone with fresh eyes to look at this. Oh God, look at this team and fix it the right way because he's stuck in his ways and you know Lou's ways he's stuck in his ways his rigidity and the cutoff from the fans because there's I miss my team I miss my team the only way I see them is at their charity events like Lou Lamarillo just didn't even want a meet and greet last year and he set it up last year because he they apparently like he got like uh pressured into it and so he set it up where you had an hour to meet the players, so I met four in total because it was lines. Long well, yeah, that's kind of what happened. That's the problem with Lou. That was the problem with Lou. I met Lou. a total of there were families that were splitting, like one go in each line because you weren't. There was no way in the time limit you would get to see everybody because Lou Lamarillo. He he was like, you get an hour, go. Good luck, Dusty. I know yeah. before the show started, you had some thoughts. Do you want to discuss them now? We'll come to Lou. So, 
my thing is that like i don't know like like you said like he's great he was great at coming in and bringing in the culture in which he was great at shaking up the culture when he came, first came into toronto too getting kind of players in line but after a while i feel that like the message kind of gets like he's too old school yeah like i get that you gotta build need, structure in a team track. and shit and that need needs to happen yeah and especially at taking responsibility like coaching right now yeah be a fucking gm and this old boys club he's too he's up. too like oh let's just wait out the process and see what happens kind of thing like, yeah, exactly that, and i i'm sick that, of it because action needs to be taken and it's not being taken and that's very much right now yeah we're winning by the skin of our teeth no that's not how you want to win like that's well, how, literally how the islanders have been winning right now and yeah you got the two points but we're not winning as a playoff team. We're losing against playoff contenders. Like we I don't know if we have one win against playoff teams from last year. And we're we're skating by by the skin of our teeth. And I know it's coaching. I know what you do certainty, especially after last game, it is coaching for the Islanders issues. Because I think just Toronto has the same issue too. Is well, coaching. Yeah, I've been on that. You guys just beat the Florida Panthers and went to the Stanley Cup final. You beat them in regulation. Okay, so that's mind our you, first, by the skin of your teeth, first. I get it. And two, like, I forgot my point now. God damn it! There was another point there, but no, I, I get, I get the frustration. I believe, like, when it comes to Lou, he's too mob boss mentality. Like, Ooh. everything has to be a certain structure. I don't know when he was here, there was no facial facial hair rule, and still. <sighs> Paul Mary, we miss no high numbers. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to no. you guys in Jersey. See, that he, that he is just bullying, in my opinion. Number when he came here, he said, "Oh, what's the lowest number available? Here's number two. He gave Mike Riley number two because it was low and it was available. He did not give him a choice. He see, walked into the locker just... room and said, "Here's your number." See that that to me is just bullying because it's like I ha- I'm in control. I'm the well, you do what I tell you. You mm-hmm. keep your Isles face shaven, you cut your hair. Isles fans were shocked he allowed Matt Barzell to keep 13 when he came in. Mm-hmm. We were shocked because he, he hates 13. Yeah, I've heard that actually. He made well, them. I've heard, I've heard stories of him making uh, of him getting rid of 13 floors and shit like that. Being like, no, you put 14 and like no yep. room, no room 13s or. Yep. Like so, any of that. I heard him being like that crazy about it. Now let, let, let's parallel universe this for a second. Let's say JT stayed in the island and Lou came in. Um, Whatever. But let, let's say Lou came in. Would JT still wear his number is 91? Yes. Yeah. Because at that he said veterans would be allowed to keep their numbers. At that point, he had been in the league. We got him 2009. It was 2016. So we'd had him for at least seven years. So yeah. it, it, he would he would have been allowed to keep his number. The reason I say in the island is because are you guys really an island over there? On and yes, <laughs> we are. We are an island. Yes, I, they, I, they didn't jealous. just say it because it sounded cool. We are actually an island. Oh, say so not like um, Rhode Island. <laughs> my God, don't compare us to Rhode Island. Okay, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, Nobody no, we. Can... It's on. You're on an island. You're not in an island. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It's Fair on. Enough. It, it's a pet peeve with Listen, people I live in live Canada. Right? Exactly. Canada. So we educate. So we educate. <laughs> but it's an actual big pet peeve with people who live here. Because it is on Long Island. I'll keep that, I'll keep that in... Uh, I think I'll Brendan Burke was like... Our, you know Brendan Burke. When he first came in, like he said on. And everyone in the Twitterverse was like, in! He, like, he was like, he said in! It's on Long Island! It's on! Now, and like he was like, I am sorry. <laughs> I, I do have another question about Islanders-related stuff. And I'm also jealous of you that you've been to MSG. That's still on my bucket list. Yeah, it's not even hockey, like, too. Just in general. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, to go and to go there, the hallways are very fucking... I, I find it funny that people gave shit to Nassau Coliseum about tiny hallways when I think MSG is worse. 
trying to I've sneak there. through there. I just like, want to go there because of the history, right? Like not even just I mean, hockey, that's just the everything. Whole point of it. That's the whole point of it. Um. So that was my next question because you 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 alluded to Nassau there. When you guys moved to Brooklyn, like your grandfather being a season ticket holder as long as he's been, how big of a transition was that for you guys? So I adopted the tickets, um, because <laughs> my grandfather was not doing it. He couldn't. He he couldn't do the train. He was not going to do the train. No. It was it, the only thing I am grateful for is that it kept us on the island. Because we had no other options. Uh, you know, Charles Wong, may he rest in peace. He did his damnedest to keep us there. And, uh, you know, I'm thank God for him. Because, yes, we had to suffer five years through Barclays. But it kept us there. And it gave us the opportunity in the future to get Belmont. So I am, as much as I hated it, I am grateful that it was an option and that it kept us here. So, you know, we had to, you know, I'll suffer, you know what, like in... Um, hindsight, I would I would suffer those five years again to keep where we are now. So, and the return to Nassau, even other players uh, have said, you know how insane it was coming back to Nassau. The the fans, the tailgating, and like, God, I miss that. So, is now. it a whole? It's it's a whole new build, right? Like it's the same name, but a whole new build. Or did you guys just renovate everything? UBS Arena. Yeah, it's a whole new building built from the bottom up. Okay, it's it's a whole new arena built bottom up. I just uh, wasn't sure if it was just completely overhauled, like and the shell is still technically there, or if they just yeah no, it was it was uh, Nassau Coliseum is completely in a different area. This is not Nassau Coliseum anymore. Um, Nassau Coliseum is actually was actually uh, looking to become a casino, but Nassau so funny so like how we had the lighthouse project that was denied. The casino project got denied by Nassau residents, and I'm like, shucker. Well, I mean, at least it's not, what is it, uh, Arizona being a landfill? Yeah, exactly. It's, but I, oh, you know, this is where I, I feel for Arizona fans and people are like, oh, just, you know, get rid of the franchise because you don't understand. Turn it around. What if we said get rid of your fucking franchise? You know, and I feel for those. I feel for Coyotes fans, and I As want them. To, I want them so bad to get Tempe, and it's it's. I you know they're struggling through it right now. I have a really close Coyotes fan that I talk to. I have two Coyotes fans I talk to, but I feel for them so badly because we've been in the same situation. My my ten year old, he's a he's a Coyotes fan. I don't know why, but he is. I think it's just you know. You know, and then my oldest son, he, depending on the day, but he's been a Vancouver fan for as long as I can remember. But he also cheers for the Kraken. Interesting. Because they're new, right? Like, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, but like, as a Canadian, I kind of want to see one of the American teams fold and come home where they should be. Yeah. But I don't want to see people lose their teams either, but. You know, it's, it's how people lost the, you know, the Whalers. It's like how people lost the Thrashers. I just realized my lights weren't going. But it's like how people lost the Thrashers. And, you know, and it's, I, I still talk to people who are still loyal to the Whalers and the Thrashers and, like, things like that. That That's always their team. I mean, they root for the new team, obviously, but they still are, like, loyal to the original, like, franchise. And it's crazy. Realistically, though, th- there's talks that Atlanta be- could be getting another franchise. And I'm not okay with it, simply for the fact that we've already had two failed franchises there. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea to go for the third. Yeah, I feel that. But I love, I love the Thrasher's Twitter. It's undefeated. <laughs> it, is, it is funny. The Thrasher's Twitter is funny. Whoever does that has a good time. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god! Yeah, that that was funny. So now. I know this is more of like just chit chatting. I mean, we're not really discussing current hockey, but I need to know. I've known you for a few years now, um, and I we've talked, but I need to know for content purposes the whole thing behind the "we don't need you" Islander girl gimmick that started. All that. Okay, like how that all became to be. Yeah, how did it become like that whole video montage that you got your your team or you guys put together? Like so. I was on the train going to Barclays Center and a news producer reached out to me saying, hey, I we see you're a huge Islanders fan. We have this idea in mind as of doing like a letter to John Tavares video. Would you be interested? And being an 18 year old girl at the time, uh, you know, very passionate 
you know, fan. I was like so excited. I said, absolutely. Yes, let's do it. Like I was so excited about it. And um, they gave us a date. Uh, we came to the Coliseum they, and they set up a camera. Like they kind of just like said that like this was the idea. Right, so I kind of just walked up and they were like, uh, here's the camera. Pretend it's John Tavares and go. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, uh, I was kind of like, okay. So I just kind of just, I did like a long, sh you know, speech. They took what they wanted. Um, and I, I said what I said, you know what I mean? Like, I don't regret anything I said. I don't. And everyone did their bits. Um, apparently, it was, you know, it was supposed to be like this video. And apparently, like, they had other plans for this video. But then they switched it last minute to be like this sad music and <laughs> everything like that. And, they, and I was told it was switched last minute. And then it was released. And I think I had one of the worst days of my life. Uh, all the messages that came at me via Twitter. People found my Facebook. Um, I was getting I was going to ask that. Like, how did you take that? Like, I was being spent on Instagram. People found my private Instagram, my private Facebook. My, you know, they went everywhere they could find me. They, they bashed me. And, you know, to be found that I was trending on Twitter... You know, and I'm a person who I'm very, I, I won't, I won't even deny it. Like I'm a very emotional, like I, I take things to heart very, very fast. And so I was like, I felt so disappointed. I was like, I just embarrassed the team. I embarrassed the franchise. I was so fucking upset. Like, I was like, I am, I'm a, I, I, I like, I'm a problem kind of person. And I felt so bad. And like, people were coming at me and, um, what uh, what really helped me was family. What really helped me was actually my own fan base. Uh, the next game I went to, I was so nervous. I'm like, people are going to come at me saying, you know, how dare you make that stupid video? And fans came to me in the parking lot at the tailgate. And they're like, hey, like, we felt you in that video. Don't you feel bad for one minute about it? And like, we're here for you, blah, blah, blah. And like, that's the response I got back from my fan base. And I was kind of shocked about it. But it also helped me so much because I felt scared and it made me feel stronger um I had just I was like just meeting some of my friends who are it actually I think is a reason I met one of my best friends who is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and he helped me you know get through it too his uh, name is Jordan um and he helped me get through it and I look back on it now and I kind of just smile on it and I, it's like I shouldn't have taken it so personally honestly uh and I saved some of the messages because I found them so fucking funny some of them are like hilarious like I, I have one saved from like the Facebook ones because I like can't believe it's a real message <laughs> oh, oh my god like my Bizarre. like was it just Lee fans coming at you or is it like a it bit was, of your own fans? Yeah, no, it was just uh it was really just Lee fans. Yeah. Um I have the old chat that was sent to me, I'm pretty sure they still have it somewhere in my messages that I got years ago, but it was like calling me like every name in the book, and I remember him like so I think he said to me like like my child here it is. Is it? Oh my god. Is it under spam? No, I think it's deleted now, but... Oh, here it is. It says Facebook user now. You want me to read it? Here, here it is. By all means, I... Yeah. Do you want... Can I, I want to hear. There's some cursing in it. It's all good. But this it was the message. This is a perfect example. I keep this because I kind of laugh at it now, but... Kimmy, you're filth and disgust me to my core. Seeing you cry like a little bitch about Tavares moving on to way better pastures disgusted me. No one cares about some shit nobody franchise of inbred Long Island greasers. The Leafs are a legacy and have an amazing history. Seeing you cry made every Leafs fan young and old smile. My five-year-old niece watched the video and called you a faggot and laughed. Have fun with the losing team. Leafs get the cup. Islanders get a urinal. And uh, just for reference, it's people like that, that that it's people like that that make me and Dusty, who are Leaf fans, look bad. But yeah, mm -hmm. these were like like I'm not I'm reading that word for word. Like these were the messages that I was receiving 
and like that's just one of them that i <laughs> like i mostly deleted everything else but that was what i was getting on a daily basis and then you see you know people memeing me and then things like that so it took a long time personally but my best friend in the whole wide world is a Colorado Avalanche fan. And she was the one who like took my hand was like, listen, we're going to say this together. Who gives a shit about what other people think? You do you. Be happy with who you are in your own skin. You do what makes you happy. Who gives a fuck what other people think? And exactly. she helped me immensely to be happy in my own skin. To just not give a fuck anymore. Just let me be who I am. Love hockey and say, you know sucks for you if you don't like me whatever but like people mm -hmm. like that are just vile human beings in general i wouldn't want them up like i don't even i don't know who this is but i if they're a leaf fan they have no business being a fan of hockey in general like but yeah no that's yeah. like that's what i was getting on instagram on facebook <laughs> on everything man and it's i get I'm it just saying, we've, we've had jt now seven years eight years seven like years because he came to you in 2017 18 season yeah, my grandma passed away in the seventeen. He signed in seventeen. Yeah, so six years this year coming, and like or this yeah. year. Six well, yeah, because he signed seven years. He's up next year. I, I'm just the saying, one after like, this one. Yeah. You know that that fan stated, "Oh, we're gonna get a cup." It's been seven years, and we just got out of the first round last year, thanks to JT. Like, actually, maybe it's less because that was twenty nineteen. That was the season after. So eighteen. That was eighteen nineteen season. So yeah, he came to he came to you in the eighteen nineteen season. Actually, it was Canada yeah. Day. I know. I know it was July first, one of the last. You know, before the twenties started. So yeah, no, it's just the it was craziness when that shit went down. But that that's all, that's all it was. Like I wasn't a part of making it or like uh, like editing it basically but you know i just said what i said and they were like cool thank you you know go home yeah you okay. weren't really yeah. sure the context you were just laying it out there how you felt like i will say though to this day i i'm glad i'm the meme I, funny enough i'm glad i'm the meme because there were other people mm -hmm. in that video too and no one remembers them thank god because of my you know because leave them alone you know what if there's anyone for them to pick on let it be fucking me because there's other people in that video too, lovely fan base, wonderful fans that, you know, no one gives them shit. I'm like, you know what? Just give it to me because I'm glad, you know, make me the meme. Fuck it. You know, because there's other people in there too who don't deserve that. So I, I will say the one thing as a Leaf fan that did disgust me and it's nothing personal, but like when he played his first game back there and the way he was treated. No, there were some things that were absolutely like, even as right. a, an Islanders fan, I was like, dude please why did you do that there it was, was like, extremely mm. vile to some of that degree like like you know, the, he got a... the, the plastic snakes and him like i was like dude no i was like no like that, like, that kid like because he came to you guys like literally he came to you guys as a kid and he grew into the player he was because of your franchise just like things like that like people yelling at him through the penalty i'm like yeah it's a little like like boo whatever like that that night you know i think like hey, you know it was, you paid your admission you're allowed to say what you want to say but let's, exactly let's still think but of like, a human being on the other side of that class like, but like throwing shit at, like that i was like i was like no 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 i was like what the fuck what are you doing and I agreed with the fans who were like, what the, like, are you kidding me? Like, and I'm like, no, I agree. Like, that was really trashy. Like, it, it and I, and I'll still say to this day, it was shitty. Oh, I want to stay an Islander. And then not even six months later, staying somewhere else. It sucks. That's it's like, things. I get it. Happens. <laughs> Miscommunications. Know. Like, if he had just been said, like, you know, I'm going to keep my options open going into the trade deadline. Fine. <laughs> Right. You know what? Like, or something like that. Like, you know, I want to be at peace. But when you, you literally say, please don't trade me. I want to be here. I want to be an Islander. That'd be frustrating. I would get that. I, you know, the things we could have traded for him and like pieces we could have gotten back. Or if you, you know, like how the Tyson Berry situation with like Nashville. I know Tyson Berry's not really loved, but he, they literally <laughs> like said out in the open, They've had talks where they're allowing him to look at other options and things like that. Just be fucking honest. Mm -hmm. Be honest with us. Let us know. Why do I have why did I have to go and wait in the summertime for UFA season to open and think, you know, why is why isn't he signed? You know, like, come on, he loves us. Like I I, I truly thought he was gonna resign with us. I, I I think we did too. I mean, 
we th- at least I thought he I had no like there was inkling I, he might come no. home, but that was about it. I mean, we've heard it for years. Sam goes, oh, he's coming home. And this Jeff Carter. We hear all these players wanting to come home. We're like you hear it all the time with things like that. You know, mm. they're from Toronto. They're gonna go back home. So I, I mean, I wasn't putting too much stock in that. But then the pajama photo. Oh my god. It was cheesy. <laughs> I'll say that it was cheesy, but. Oh my god! It's when Leonard, what Leonard did to them. <laughs> when Leonard was coming back to Long Island, he actually joked about it. He's like, "I hope I can't wait for that great Long Island welcome." And he put the Tavares clip. I couldn't fucking breathe. And then he put a panda on Tavares's face in the bed, like. <laughs> so I actually have a uh, little gig thing I do. So I take that John Tavares uh, uh, picture of him in the in the bed. And I put like say like Max Domi signing. I put like Max Domi on his head yeah, 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 yeah. in the bed, and I'll do like that for like guys that are like from Toronto. That, that Max Domi return was great, and then he just scored his first goal. With oh, the he lead. couldn't buy a goal. He hadn't been able to buy a goal in forever, so it's well, so nice to see him score. Yeah, no, I, that was us with Pajot. Pajot was not. He was so snake bitten, and just recently scored his first goal against the Devils, and it, it was just like. Yes. Yeah. I know it's funny. Those guys, those are the goals you see, and you're like, you can just feel the weight lifted off their shoulders. And again, that was like a coaching moment, like where I've been screaming for him to put Holmstrom on the line with Pajot because they've they're like showed they've showed chemistry. He does it, Pajot scores. And I'm like, shocker. To the listen. (laughs) And I've been also um like on my own like channel, like I've talked about fashing or Gauthier first line. Matt Barzell was sick, puts Gauthier first line, he scores. Shocker. Who would have thought? On a year-to-year basis, when you're looking at your cap friendly for your team, how annoyed do you get that you're still paying DiPietro? You know what? I have so much fun with it at this point, because it's like it's it's like the uh, it's a Bonilla day with the Mets. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, I see some people who still wear Di Pietro jerseys to the rink, and I go up to them and I go, "Hey, you still paying for that jersey?" <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes I get like a what, but some there's, the true fans turn to me and they like it takes them a moment, and then they start laughing their asses off, and I'm like, "Oh, you know." And we did like a little, we did like a good firm handshake. We just start laughing yeah. about it, and it's like it's things like that. You just have fun with it at this point. <laughs> I, I got I got two more Islander questions because I need to know from an Islanders fan, not a documentary. That's what I'm here for. One, the uh, the guy that faked his way to owning your team for a very short period Damn. of time. How, how, how did that Damn. all come? Like with you guys as fans, like I know that's way that's way way earlier than you, but like, <laughs> like how did that even happen? Like how did he coax his way he in? Frauded. I mean, just straight up fraud. Like he was he he just fake documents said I had millions for some reason it it went through until you know they they found out you know via records that he's uh bankrupt and he had nothing like it's just craziness it was written about my friend wrote a book he's an author he wrote about Nassau Coliseum he also wrote a book called we want fish sticks and he wrote about that whole fisherman era that 90s era he actually tried to interview Spano in prison but was unable to. <laughs> but well, he actually next, did try. But he, he wrote a, I would say read that feel? book if you want to hear about the whole fucking era. <laughs> How do you feel about the fisherman era for jerseys? I hate that logo with a passion. Really? I think it's sick. I, I love it's it. It's disgusting. I hate being a fish stick. I hate. I just hate the logo. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I, you know, m- m- people like my brother love it because he grew up with that logo. Yeah. Okay. And that's really A lot why. of the fans yeah. right now, because they have reached age, it's nostalgia. And now people want it because of the nostalgia. But growing up, I didn't. I had the original, you know, classic Islanders, you know, we had crest. And it's so special to my heart because of its symbolism in the, the crest. Of you know, it has Long Island, of course, but you know the eye in the symbol actually points to Uniondale, where Nassau Coliseum was. The eye in the symbol—that's why it's in 
the island. It's not an accident. That's there pointing to Uniondale where we, you know, first started. We have the four lines on the stick that are for our cups. These are things that I find special about our logo and why I am so protective of our crest. Uh, I never knew any of that. That's cool. No, yeah, no, I can like, I got you like straight up. Hold on, because my pillow here is our symbol. Blue and orange is actually the colors of Nassau. So we have two counties. Nassau is the western and eastern is Suffolk. So blue and orange was actually Nassau colors, which is why we chose blue and orange. Uh, four lines are for our four cups right here. The eye, as you can see, is blue pointing to Uniondale. It actually points to Uniondale of where Nassau Coliseum was located. So that's like a huge thing of like things that are like hidden in our logo that people usually don't know about. And that's why I get a little protective of it. It's kind of like Minnesota Wild had, they have many hidden symbols in their logo too. Um, and then there's and the leaves here, just shit logo with Toronto. I mean, it's a maple leaf. <laughs> it's but iconic. I, I mean, there's that. That's about it. But yeah, no, like if we win a fifth cup, I, I hope they add like another, another yeah, I line. Never, I never knew any of that. That's yeah. That's what, that's that's why I'm like protective of that crest. And the fisherman is just a, a guy who looks like the freaking Gordon's fisherman. I don't think it looks tough. I think it looks stupid going. You know, I just so, think it's I I just don't so find say, it tough. You say you hate it, you hate it, you hate it, right? I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. So so would you say that um you don't need it? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Right there. <laughs> Come on now. It's a funny one. It's a funny one. But yeah, I do not own any fishermen. Meanwhile, my brother dresses up as the fisherman. <laughs> you know, there's some I have a picture of it too. I have a picture of him from the first game this season. But it, yeah, no, like he he grew up, he was born in 94. So he grew up with that logo. So I don't like, you know, if you like the fisherman, I'm not going to shit on you. That's your love. That's what you love to wear. You know, you want to wear it, enjoy it, be my guest. You know what I mean? It's still a part of our history, whether I like it or not. I just personally am not a fan. Well, I'm a big fan of this Ducks logo, but it's never coming back. So I know everyone's a fan of that Ducks logo. It was so nice. Oh, here, here's a picture of me and my brother. This is how he dresses. That's awesome. With the full gear, man. So we're at, we're reaching the top of the hour here, which is coming to a concluding of our episode. I want to do a quick thing with Dusty and you, Dusty. What's your hot take in the NHL this week? I know we only have two games this week. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe see another goalie goal this year, a week. Just to Jari, I mean, fucking good for him. I can't believe Jari scored. He, you know what? He is good at scoring on both nets. Don't say that to my wife. <laughs> but so Yo, your your hot take is a goalie goal. All right, Kim, what's what's your right hot take this week? We own Tristan Jari. G give give me one of your hot takes for the the week of hockey. Oof, a hot take. Like crazy, yeah. just whatever you can think. It doesn't have to be Islanders related, but just maybe. What did I got? Like, I wish I could see some of the matchups. I want to see some of the matchups coming this week. That's what I, I'm curious about because sometimes the like matchups things can go down, and because like if there's some rival, because I would love to see a Gordy Howe hat trick. Rick talking hat trick. Let's get it right. Oh, okay. I know he didn't technically have the most, but <laughs> he only actually had two. I know he only had two. Rick Tuck had the most. We were talking I, about that I last week. Your... No, it is the Gordy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't sound right as the Rick Tuck. Let's see. Ooh, we got a Stars Lightning rematch on Monday. This is coming Monday. Didn't the Stars yeah, just beat them up eight? Yeah, they beat them eight one. Right after, uh, I can't say I feel John bad Cooper for the laid into the team in the media. Can't say I feel bad for John Cooper and all of them. Fuck them. Ooh, Pens and Flyers Oof. play Monday too. Pens and Flyers. 
that's gonna be i can't wait when the islanders play the penguins that's gonna be a very i feel like the the, the penguins and islanders have a big big bigger bigger rivalry now than philly and pittsburgh like a that's little bit died down so much i mean we're just their daddy but <laughs> <laughs> i mean always on february february 11th I always rewatch Fight Night because it is the anniversary. February eleventh, twenty eleven, is Fight Night, and then recently Jari, you know, giving us playoffs and <laughs> yo, I love Tristan Jari just because oh that pass to Josh Bailey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my wife. Islanders play the Sharks on Tuesday. Yeah, Who plays the, the Sharks? Sharks? I mean, they've been waking the up, Anders. so we. Whew. So the Sharks are going to beat the Islanders. There's the hot take this week. It could happen. It could absolutely happen. Here's here's how it's going to go. We'll be tied after one. The Islanders will get the lead after the second. We'll blow the lead in the third. And then it's a coin flip what happens with OT. Just saying, Kim. We still play till Thursday, and they play Ottawa. Kim, we had a preseason hot take, and I'm looking like a real (laughs) big idiot right now. Because I had the Sharks finishing second in the Pacific. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. yeah. Nobody lets me down on that one. It's great. That's rough, it's bud. That is rough. I feel I don't know. The hot take. I think we all had Calgary making the playoffs too, though. Oh, but... Boston won. Not shocking. Marshall had a Boston? hat. Trick. Can you say Boston oh, my again? God. Yeah, Boston won. Yeah, yeah, I saw Mercy had a hat trick. Marshan got a fucking hat trick. Oh, good. The Leafs let him get back on the scoreboard. Now his confidence is back. Sick. Freaking Olufsen ruined Soros' fucking shutout. Oh, but he still, All right. Soros got me four points. I'm going to be winning. It looks like I'm going to win this week. Let's go. So, one more question for both of you before I wrap it up. Yep. Biggest pet peeve when it comes to commentary? Like hockey commentary? Yeah. Jack Edwards. No, I didn't say person. Just like shit you hear them say. Because everybody um, fucking hates Edwards. ESPN. Uh, so uh, they recently just did a uh, two things pissed me off about the ESPN podcast uh, podcast uh, commentary the other day. One, they couldn't pronounce Ryan Pullock's name right. It's Ryan Pullock. He kept saying, and there goes Ryan Pulock. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro. It's always like, funny listening to them uh, speak European names, too. And Pulak comes down. The, I'm like, it's Pulak. It's fucking Pulak. It, it was making me nuts. And then another thing is, like, he was talking with Ray Ferraro. This guy, last name is, like, Levy, I think. Levy. Levy. They were, like, having a good old boys chat while the game's going on. They were like, oh, you remember these days. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, talk about the fucking game. What's going on? Ray Ferraro is the worst for bringing up shit that nobody cares about. Yo, like, they were just having a good... It was like Uh, they were sitting having beers together. Here McGuire enters the chat on that one. I'm like, talk about the game. Like, they weren't commentating about the fucking... It was making me nuts. Yeah, pure McGuire. They were there to commentate the game. You know, you want to have some color commentary when the, there's a stoppage of fight? Fine. Everyone does that. But when the game's playing, do your job. My my biggest pet peeve is uh, when a goaltender, doesn't matter which team, is doing really great in that game and they start talking about it too much. And then all oh of a sudden it just goes downhill. Brendan Burke is notorious for saying that. He'll be like, five more minutes and he'll have a shutout. And I'm like, bro. And then he gets scored on, and like thirty seconds later, cool. Fuck. Yeah, no. Everyone tweets at Brendan. That we're like, Brendan, he fucking jinxed it again. So what's yours, Dusty? Um. Well, as we know, we always seem to get like the. Co- I find the commentaries here kind of fuck up on players' names, and it's like. Oh. Oh, this player did this, but it's like um, that player's sitting on the bench right now. <laughs> what that was kind it? of drives me nuts. It's what like your it? only job. <laughs> it was a few years oh, ago. Oh, Casperi Kapanen. Casperi Kapanen. It was Austin Matthews that got the game winning. That's what happened where they Simon Holstrom got a, like did a penalty and they called Matt Barzell to the box, even though he was nowhere yeah. near the play. 
Brendan Burke and like fucking Butch Goring were making fun of the officials so hard. They're like, so yeah, here's Simon Holstrom in the play, and here's Matt Barzell behind, but apparently he gets a penalty for skating. <laughs> uh, well, so ladies and gentlemen, this has been an episode of Rinkside Chatter. Today has been a little different episode. We kind of more of an interview process with Kim and enjoying the conversation with Dusty and myself. So, Dusty, thanks once again for being my co-host. And Kim, thank you for graciously being present during this. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, I mean, find me under Isles Girl 3, which is right here on the screen. Uh, it's my YouTube, it's my Twitter, it's my Instagram. You can find me in all three platforms. I try to post regularly, and I do my own podcast on my channel called Kim and the Crease, and you can come and hear everything about Islanders there. Sweet. Dusty, where can everybody find you, man? Uh, you can find me on the Puck and Stoner Dad show. We are on YouTube and all the all the other platforms. And as always, you can find me right here on Rivet City Radio, off the top media, on Mondays at 11 p.m. for Sorry for the Interruption, where we don't give a fuck about interrupting your night. And every Saturday or Sunday, depending on our schedule, right here on Ringside Chatter. And if you want to find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you prefer to call it, it's that guy Shadow91. Come and hang out, have some fun, check out content. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week.